Pinnock Abstract Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen Chapter 1 It is the truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of good fortune must be in want of a wife. However little known the feelings of, or views of such a man may be his first entering a neighbourhood. This truth is so well fixed in the minds of surrounding families who consider the rightful property of some or another of their daughters. My dear Mr. Bennet, said this his lady to him one day, have you heard that the Neverfield Park is let at last? Mr. Bennet replied that he had not. But it is, replied she, for Mrs. Long has just been here, and she told me all about it. Mr. Bennet made no answer. Do you not want to know who's taken it? cried his wife impatiently. You want to tell me? I have no objection to hearing it. This was an invitation enough. Why, my dear, you must know, Mrs. Long says, that the Neverfield is taken by a young man of large fortune from the north of England. He came down on Monday in a chaise and four to see the place, and was so much delighted with it, he agreed with Mr. Morris immediately to take possession before Michaelmas, and some of his servants are to be in the house by the end of next week. What is his name? Bingley. Is he married or single? Oh, single, my dear, to be sure. A single man, large fortune, four and five thousand a year. What a fine thing for our girls. How so? How can it affect them? My dear Mr. Bennet, replies his wife, how can you be so tiresome? You must know that I am thinking of his marrying one of them. Is that is that his design in settling here? Design? Nonsense. How can you talk so? But it is very likely that he will may fall in love with one of them, and therefore you must visit him as soon as he comes. I see no occasion for that. You and the girls may go, or you may send them by themselves, which in fact will be still better, as you are as handsome as any of them. Mrs. Bingley may like the best of the party. Why, dear, you flatter me. I certainly have had my share of beauty, but I do not pretend to be anything extraordinary now. When a woman has five grown-up daughters, she ought to give over thinking of their own beauty. In such cases, a woman has no, not often much beauty to think of. But, my dear, you must indeed go and see Mr. Bingley when he comes into the neighbourhood. It is more than I engage you for, I assure you. But consider your daughters. Only think that understanding it would be for them to hand William and Lady Lucas are determined to go merely on that account for general. In general, you know, to their visit. No newcomers? Indeed, they must go, for it will be impossible for us to visit him if they do not. You are very over-scrupulous, surely, I dare say, Mr. Bingley. We're very glad to see you, and will send a few lines by you to assure him, although my hearty consent to his marrying, whoever he chooses to the other girls, that we must throw a good word for my little Lizzie. I desire you do not do such thing. Lizzie is not a bit better than the others. I'm sure she's not half so handsome as Jane, nor half as good humoured as Linda. But... You are always giving her the preference. They have none of them much to recommend them. 
replied he. They're all silly and accurate, like other girls. But Lizzie has something more of quickness than her sisters. Mr. Bennet, how can you abuse your own children in such a way? You take delight in vexing me. You have no compassion for my poor nerves. You mistake me, my dear. I have high respect for your nerves. They are old friends. I've heard you mention them with consideration these twenty years or so, at least. Mr. Bennet has an odd, so odd a mixture of quick parts of sarcastic, sarcastic humour, reserve and compress, that the experience of three and twenty years have been insignificant to take, make his wife understand his character. His mind was less difficult to develop. She was a woman of mean understanding, little information, uncertain temper. When she was discontented, she fancied herself nervous. The business of her life was to get her daughter's married. His solace was visiting and news. Chapter 2. Mr. Bennet was among the earliest of those who waited on Mr. Bingley. He always attended to visit him, though, to the last, always assuring that his wife should not go until the evening after the visit was paid. She had no knowledge of it. It was then disclosed in the following manner. Observing his second daughter employed in trimming the hat, he suddenly dressed her with, I hope Mr. Bingley will like it, Lizzie. We are not in the way to know that, Mr. Bingley likes, said Mrs. Her mother resentfully, since we did or not to visit. But you forget, Mamma, said Elizabeth, that we shall meet him as he's at his assemblies, and that Mr. Long promised to introduce him. I do not believe Mr. Long will do, not, will do any such thing. She has two nurses, nieces of her own. She's selfish, hypocritical woman. I have no opinion of her. Nor, no more than I, said Mr. Bennet. I'm glad to find that you do not depend on her serving you. Mr. Bennet, Mrs. Bennet didn't design, design not to make any reply, but unable to contain herself, going scolding one of her daughters. Don't keep coughing on so, Kitty, for heaven's sake. He is a little compassion for my, have a little compassion for my nerves. You tell him to pieces. Kitty, have no discretion in her cough, said her father. She times them ill. I do not cough for my own amusement, replied Kitty, fretfully. This is the, your next ball to be, Lizzie. Tomorrow fortnight? Aye, so it is, cried her mother. And Mr. Long does not come back till the day before, so it will be possible for him to reduce him. So she will not know him herself, himself, herself. Then, my dear, you may have the advantage of your friend and introduce Mr. Begley to her. Impossible, Mr. Bennet, impossible. When I am not acquainted with him myself, can I not be so teasing? I honour your self-compense. A fortnight's acquaintance is certainly little, not very little. One cannot know what a man really is at the end of a fortnight, but we do not venture someone else. After all, Mrs. Blong, the daughters must stand a chance, and therefore she will think it an act of kindness. If you decline the off- office, I would take it on myself. The girls started, stared at their father. Mr. Bennet said only nonsense, nonsense. What can be the meaning of that emphatic exclamation? Cried, cried he. Do you consider forms of introduction? 
a stress that is laid on a nonsense? I do not quite agree with you there. You say you know, Mary, for you are a young lady of deep reflection. I know. I agree. Great books and make extractions. Mary wished to say something sensible, but knew not how. While Mary is adjusting her ideas, he continued, let's return to Mr. Bingley. I am sick of Mr. Bingley, cried his wife. I am sorry to hear that, but you may, why you did not tell me that before, for I know as much as this morning. I certainly would not call on him. He is very unlikely, very unlucky. But as I had actually paid a visit, we could not escape the acquaintance now. Astonishment of the ladies was just that he wished that of Mr. Bennet, Mrs. Bennet, perhaps was surpassing the rest. Though when the first tumult of joy was over, she began to declare it, it was what she expected all the while. How good it is for you, my dear Miss Mr. Bennet. But I knew that you should persuade you at last. I am sure you love your girls as well as to neglect that such an acquaintance. Well, how pleased am I. It's such a good a joke, too. You should have gone this morning and said, I never said a word about it till now. Now, Kitty, you may cough as much as you choose, said Mr. Bennet, as he spoke. He left the room, fatigued with raptures of his wife. What an excellent father you have, girls, said she, when the door was shut. I do not know how you will ever make him amends for his kindness or me, either for that fact. As our, our time of life is not so pleasant, I can tell you, we making new acquaintance every day. For our sakes, we would do anything. Linda, my love, though you are the youngest, I dare say Mr. Bingley would dance with you in the, at the next ball. Oh, said Linda stoutly, I am not afraid, for although I am the youngest, I am the tallest. The rest of the day was spent in the conjuncting. How soon he would turn Mr. Bennett's visit, and were determining what they should ask, if, when they should ask him to dinner. Chapter 3 For not all, for all that, Mr. Bennett, however, with the assistance of her five daughters, Mrs. Bennett, with the assistance of her five daughters, would ask the subject, with significant a draw from her husband, a statutory description of Mr. Bingley. They attacked him in various ways, with barefaced questions, ingenious assertions, and distant surmises, but eluded the skill of them all, and had at last obliged to set the second-hand intelligence of their neighbour, Lady Lucas. Her report was wildly, hardly favourable. So William had been delightful with him. He was quite young, wonderfully handsome, extremely agreeable, and to the crown the whole, he meant to be the next assembly of a large party. Nothing would be more delightful to be fond of dancing was a certain step towards falling in love. Very lightly hopes of Mr. Bingley's heart were entertained. It can, if it can be, but See, one of my daughters happily settled at Neverfield, said Mrs. Bennet, her husband, and all the others equally well married. I shall have nothing to wish for. In a few days, Mr. Bingley returned Mr. Bennet's visit, and sat about ten minutes with him in the library. He had entertained ladies, hopes of being admitted to sight of young ladies, whose beauty had heard much, but saw only the father. The ladies were somewhat more fortunate for the advantage of asserting 
Pong and I was up a window that he wore a blue coat and rode a black horse. An invitation to dinner was soon afterwards dispatched. Already that Mr. Bennett planned the courses and were to credit to her housekeeping. When an answer arrived, when it deferred it all, Mr. Bingley was obliged to be in town the following day, subsequently unable to accept the honour of the invitation. Mrs. Bennett was quite disconcerted. Concentrated. She would not imagine that the business he could have in town so soon after his rival in Erevisia. She began to fear that he might be always always flying about from one place to another, never settled, never filled as he ought to be. Lady Lucas quieted her fears a little by starting the idea of his, his coming, being gone to London only to get a large party to the ball, and report soon followed that Mr. Bingley was to bring twelve ladies and seven gentlemen with him to the assembly. The girls grieved over such a number of ladies, but were comforted the day before, or by hearing that instead of twelve, he brought only six of him for London, his five sisters and a cousin. When they, the party entered the assembly room, it consisted of only five altogether. Mr. Bingley, two sisters, husband the eldest, and a, another young man. Mr. Bingley was good-looking and out gentleman-like. He had a pleasant countenance, easy of unaffected manners. His sisters were fine women, with an air of decided fashion. His brother-in-law, Mr. Hurst, merely looked a gentleman. But his friend, Mr. Darcy, soon drew the attention of the room by his fine, tall person, handsome features, noble and mean, and a report which was generally circulation about within five minutes at his entrance of his, of his having ten thousand a year. The gentleman pronounced him to be a fine figure of a man. The ladies appeared him as much handsomer than Mr. Bingley. He looked at with great admiration, admiration for about half the evening, till his manners gave a disgust, which turned the tide of popularity, for he was discovered to be proud. To be above his company, um, above being pleased, not in his large estate in Derbyshire could see him for being a most forbidding, disagreeable countess, and being unworthy to be prepared with his friend. Mr. Bingley had soon himself acquainted with all the principal people in the room. His like lively and reserved danced every dance, was angry that the ball closer early and taught by of giving him oneself or never filled. Such admirable qualities must speak for themselves. What a contrast between him and his friend. Mr. Darcy danced only once with Mr. Hurst, uh, Mrs. Hurst, and once with Mrs. Bingley, declined being introduced to any other lady, and spent the rest of the evening walking around the party, being crazy to one of his own party. His character was decided. He was proudest, most disagreeable man in the world. Everybody hoped that he would never come here again. Amongst the most violent against him was Mrs. Bennet, whose dislike of his general behaviour was sharpened in particular resentment of his being slighted one having slighted one of her daughters. Elizabeth Bennet been obliged by the scarcity of a gentleman to sit down for two dances, and during part of that time Mr. Darcy been standing near enough for her to hear a conversation between him and Mr. Bingley, who came from the dance for a few minutes to press his friend to join it. 
Come, Darcy, said he. I must have you dance. I hate to see you dancing about. Standing about by yourself in this stupid manner. You are much better dance. I cannot, certainly shall not. You know how I detest it, unless I am particularly acquainted with my partner, as such an assembly as this which should be insupportable. Your sisters are engaged. The other is not yet another woman in the room whom would be, be punishment for me to stand up with. I would not be so facetious as you, cried Mr. Bingley, for a kingdom upon my honour. I have never met such with so many pleasant girls in my life as I may have this evening. There are several of them, you see, uncommonly pretty. They, you are dancing with the only handsome girl in the room, said Mr. Darcy, looking at the oldest Mrs. Bennet. Oh, she is the most beautiful creature I have ever beheld. There is one of her sisters sitting down just behind you, who is very pretty, I dare say very agreeable. Do not let me ask my partner to introduce you. Which do you mean? Turning around, he looked for the moment at Elizabeth. To catching her eye, he withdrew his own gold, he said. She is tolerable, but I am not handsome enough to tempt me. I am no honour, humour to present, to give concurrence to young ladies who are slighted by other men. You have better return to your partner. Enjoy my smiles, for you are wasting your time with me. Mrs. Bing- Bingley followed his advice. Mr. Darcy walked off Elizabeth, remained with no more very... With no very cordial feelings of him. She told a story, however, with great spirit among her friends, for she had a lively, playful disposition, with delight, which delighted in anything ridiculous. Evening together, altogether, passed off presently to the whole family. Mr. Bennet has seen her oldest. Mrs. Bennet had seen her oldest daughter, much admired by the Neverfield party. Mr. Bingley had danced for twice. She had been distinguished by his sisters. Jane was very much gratified by this, as her mother should be, could be. When she though was quite away, Elizabeth felt Jane's pleasure. Mary had heard of herself, mentioned to Mrs. Bingley, as the most accomplished girl in the neighbourhood, and Catherine and Linda may have been fortunate enough to be without partners, which is all they had yet learned to care for at all. They returned, therefore, in good spirits to Longborough, the village where they lived, of which they were the principal inhabitants. They found Mr. Bennet still up with a book he was godless of time, and on the present occasion had a good deal of curiosity to events on the evening which raised such splendid expectations. He rather hoped his wife's views on the stranger would be disappointed, but he fa- soon found out that he had a visible story to hear. Oh, my dear Mr. Bennet, she entered the room. We have the most delightful evening, had the most delightful evening, most excellent ball. I wish you'd been there. Jane was admired. Nothing could be like it. Everyone said how well she looked. Mr. Bingley thought her quite beautiful and danced with her twice. 